Hi guys, it's Belle. I'm Bonnie. And today we're sat with Barbara from Relate Nottingham, who is a sex and relationships therapist. She's come in to talk to us about our podcast, which is newly released, which is about boundaries and relationships. Mm-hmm. Part one. Part one. Part one. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps more to continue. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> so, Barbara, um, I think the first kind of subject we want to, you know, really focus in on is obviously you've had so much experience in the relationship mm. sector. Yeah. Um, you know about boundaries in a relationship and how from your how have you perceived that through being a therapist for the past years? Have you noticed a lot of difference within people? Um, the interesting thing, Belle, is, and this is never-endingly fascinating to me, is that underlying all relationship problems, if they arise, is a lack of communication. So whatever your age group, boundaries are something that actually very rarely come up and they are important, but people don't talk about them because actually, if you think about it, when you first start seeing someone, you're so caught up in how wonderful they are and how it's lovely to be seeing them and you know that's the boundaries and things are the last thing that actually um, come up Uh, they normally come up when you start to feel a discomfort within the relationship Mm -hmm. and you realize that actually there are certain things that are not going as well or that make you uncomfortable and then you often feel like it's too late to start talking about it or bringing it up. So it, it's a very valid, you know, it's a brilliant question. <laughs> and um, yeah, it, it is something that I think we, we could spend some more time talking about because, you know, they are important. Yeah. So would you say it's often when we leave this honeymoon phase of this whirlwind romance and things actually start to get real, Mm. this is where we start to notice the flaws in each other rather than looking at each other through a rose-coloured pair of glasses? (laughs) Because I'm guilty of that. I do that. Everybody is. Everybody is, Belle. The thing is, it it isn't something that you decide to do because it's actually chemical-based. Yeah. Wow. In, yeah, in your brain, when you're with someone, um, you know, when you initially start seeing them, your brain is flooded with various feel-good chemicals, um, and they all they all contribute to this rose tinted glasses thing so you don't see the faults and even if you do you tend to overlook them that doesn't matter that'll change you know perhaps I can talk about that or so um yeah when when you get through that phase and you start seeing them perhaps you you probably start actually accepting what you have been consciously aware of but you've been choosing to ignore really because you're in this in love (laughs) phase or you know in this extreme liking and you think this person is so wonderful and answer to all your dreams and um I mean, we used to call that the phase when you actually, the chemicals kind of subside. So you start to see the person 
not necessarily even for whom they really are, but you start to see the, the if we can call them the faults. Right. That's what we call the warts in all phase. Yeah. You know, you start seeing the real person. You know, in, in a long-term relationship, if you can get through that phase and then you start to get a more realistic idea of the person as a whole person because you split mm. in the beginning they're either all good or then they become really oh you know <laughs> I'm not sure I like this person <laughs> after all um yeah do you think that that's a comfort thing though because obviously as we spend more and more time with this person you know so in love time days weeks months yeah maybe maybe up to a year goes past yeah we start to get so comfortable with this yeah. person that we don't... I feel like when seeing a new person, you kind of try and conceal your faults or hold your tongue on certain things. Mm. And as we get more mm. comfortable with each other, these faults kind of rear their ugly head because we aren't censoring so much the worst parts of ourselves. Because when you're with somebody for that long and spend that much time with them, they become an extension of yourself, right? So there's no need to conceal anything. I think that's right. I think, you know, we're all guilty of getting a bit too comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, that that is often, interestingly, um, that's often why, you know, you hear of people who've lived together for years and then they decide to get married and then they get married and it goes downhill from there. <laughs> and it's really because they've stopped making an effort. They've stopped trying. They've yeah. started you know, doing all the things which are really off-putting. Got too comfortable. <laughs> it got too yeah, comfortable, yeah. yeah. Now, um, it's really important that you do feel comfortable within a relationship because that's that's partly part of this, um, I suppose I would call it a red flag. You know, if, you, if you're seeing someone and you start to feel that you can't be yourself mm-hmm. and you don't feel comfortable you're having to hold your tongue, then that is a red flag that actually it's not an equal relationship. And you as, um, you know, seeing someone like that, it's bad news because the more you you um, sort of squash your own needs and wants and yourself actually and, and you don't say what you actually think about things it's very hard to start doing that because the relationship's not based on reality it's yeah. it's based on an idea of what you think the other person wants from you and that can't be sustained yeah yeah definitely mm. what would you say to someone that's clearly having thoughts that maybe the person they're with isn't really respecting their boundaries what would you say the first thing to do the first signs you see um what would your advice be to someone in that situation listen to your feelings Mm. that is such a big one because we tend to ignore our feelings as human beings you know we've we have very strong gut instincts yeah 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 and we choose to ignore them um, so talk to somebody, talk to a friend, mm. talk to whomever you feel comfortable talking to, but please don't ignore any of the feelings that you're getting yeah. because there are all sorts of red flags. One is not feeling you can be yourself. Um, another one is if um, you feel controlled, mm-hmm. if you're having to explain every minute of where you are and what you do when you're not with them. Mm. If they try and stop you seeing your friends, 
that's a big one actually yeah. I love you so much you know I want to spend every minute with you and it actually is quite seductive isn't it yeah you know all yeah. this person loves me so much that they want to be with me all the time no it's because they want to control you and then the next red flag is that they might then as I said they stop want uh, you seeing your friends they might even not want you to spend time with family so um, all those kind of things are red flags to please listen to um, yeah. because we tend not to we tend what we try and tell ourselves is uh, no it's all right this person will change mm -hmm. you know if if I listen if I'm understanding if I love them enough they'll change no <laughs> that doesn't happen so I would say please talk to somebody it, you know if it's a good friend um, another red flag a big one is if you feel pressured yeah. into doing things you don't want to do whether that just be everyday type things or sexual things I think, again, you know, the, the age that we're living for through is particularly difficult for young people yeah. because um, expectations are there. You're trying to perhaps do what you think is acceptable in your peer group. You might feel pressured. And again, I would say, please don't allow yourself to be pressured. Mm. Do as much as feels right and comfortable mm. for you. And if you're with someone who respects your boundaries, respects you as a person, they won't try and talk you into things yeah. you don't want to do. Going back to what you said earlier when you was like, I agree with you a lot when you said it's quite seductive for this person to be all about you, yes. wanting to see you all the mm. time. Because fundamentally, mm. as people, we want to be wanted, of right? Course. Yeah. And that and feels needed. good. And it needed. Does. It feels yes. good when you're wanted like that. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. I think there's a very blurred line between, oh, we are just so infatuated, so obsessed with each other. We're just mm. so all about each other to the point of, is this going too far? Is this obsession? Is this obsession? Is it? Is it something? Is it something deeper? Does he have an ulterior motive rather than just wanting to see me a lot mm. of the time? Yeah. But it is. It is seductive, and that's that's one of the things for me. Yeah. That I look for in a relationship. I want what feeling feeling wanted, fe wanting to feel needed because I yeah. think as a person, I have quite a sense of mm, how do I word it. <laughs> I haven't got the words but in the sense that in in a relationship I look for wanting to be wanted wanting to be needed and maybe that's because I can't find those things in myself yeah, yeah. Mm. maybe that's yes. a personal thing I need to work yeah. on yeah. yeah I think though it for me it's almost a point of I like the attention mm -hmm. I like knowing that you're there mm. however I feel like and obviously because when you were getting into relationships when you were our age, you didn't yeah. have social media and phones no, and being able to no. see where people were 24-7, no, when Facebook they were last on. All the, no, yeah. no. I think that, for me, is the point where I find it difficult because I almost find it like I can't... It's You can't escape from it. It's, a, yeah. it's very trapping. Yeah. And I don't know whether, obviously you as someone in an older older generation mm. think yeah. that you look down on us and think 
No. That's absurd. That's no. <laughs> no, not at all, because again, we're back to expectations. Certain things are expected of you. You know, if, if I mean, I don't know. I only, I'm only on Facebook, so I don't know about TikTok and <laughs> Instagram and all. But you are on all those things yeah. and you're expected to be. Yeah. I would imagine if you said to somebody you were seeing, actually, I'm not on TikTok. I'm not on Facebook. I'm not. They would they would look at you as though you were an alien. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's very interesting what what's just come up about this sense of wanting to feel needed. Mm. So that is really down to feeling validated. Yeah. Yes. And if you need to feel validated by another person, then underlying that is self-esteem or lack of. Yeah, yeah. And so that is something that, Belle, you're quite right. It, it's not easy to do something about it for no. yourself. No. Because actually that, and this is a massive topic, so we can't talk about <laughs> it today. But that is down to um, upbringing, it's down to early experiences with adults, teachers, anybody significant, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so it's a bit like if you're looking to others for self-validation and self-worth, mm -hmm. if you think about it, then it's like having a bucket with a hole in the bottom mm. because you're looking for it and your bucket gets filled. But as fast as it's getting filled, it's leaking out the bottom yeah. because you haven't got that internalised yeah. self-worth. Self yeah, yeah. So you're constantly looking for proof that you're loved, that you're worthy. Yeah. Yeah, wow. of course. Wow. Do you think social media feeds into that a lot as well? Oh, gosh, yes, yeah. doesn't it? Because you look at your, what you, you know, all the latest photographs your friends are posting. Yeah, yeah. on where, TikTok. Yeah. Like, people in yeah. relationships you look at it almost like yeah almost like you're missing out but yeah you're not it's just what other people go through do you know mm. what I mean yeah I think I think there's quite a pressure yeah definitely. in society at the moment to you know be be with somebody definitely because you know we have our friendship groups and we have people that we are close yeah. with and we're like yeah my boyfriend or my girlfriend or my whoever they are and you're like oh what this is a good example. Whenever I go to a family gathering, yeah. I will sit around with my oh, uncles and my granddad and have I you go, got a boyfriend? <laughs> that is the first question my yeah. granddad asks me every yeah. time. Have you got a boyfriend? And when I did, I'd go, yeah. And mm. he'd be like, oh. And when I don't, he goes, oh, why? Mm. <laughs> he goes, shock. why? It's a shock. And I'm, I'm sat, you know, with my Christmas dinner in front mm. of me with everyone's eyes on me going, mm. why? And I'm like, oh. I don't quite know perhaps because he was a knob <laughs> <laughs> perhaps you could just try try saying well actually I don't want one at the moment because my life's full and I'm busy and having fun well there's that thing as well on social media I'm not sure whether you know about it but there's this thing where it obviously when it gets to winter people have a stereotype of kind of cuddling up with their boyfriend winter oh. bay like that's what people call it but yeah. in summer people kind of go like oh I don't want a boyfriend for summer because there's all these parties festivals I think it almost it distorts what we think actual relationships should be yeah yeah and and I know this is going to sound a little bit of a cliche mm. So forgive me, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, your primary first relationship is with yourself. Oh, I didn't think you were going to say that. I thought you were going to say your first relationship is 
the one that hurts you the most? I thought that's no, what you were going to say. It's with yourself. And mm. this is where we build on self-esteem, self-worth, self-validation. The bi- One big thing, I mistake, I think that, and I made it when I was young, mm-hmm. when we're seeing someone or going out with, as I used to say, <laughs> we tend to see our friends less. Yeah. Because it's all about this one person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think boys are probably a bit better because they do tend to, to still see their mm-hmm. mates, whether yeah. it's going to football or whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. Stereotype, forgive me. Uh, oh, yeah. But, you know, I think they do tend to keep their friendships more. Yeah. So, again, it's so important that we keep our friendships going mm. and we don't, you know, to use an old term, put all our eggs in one basket. Yeah, Because yeah, if you do that and you then your basket's left empty, Yeah, I think you said, you know, it's a lonely place to be. It is. It really is. Do you know what, Barbara, that's, that's really, really interesting how you say that, um, obviously, our first ever relationship, the most important one is with ourselves. I think in today's day and age, we have so much pressure to be so much older than you are so young. Yes. I'll speak from personal experience. I was in my first relation, my first proper relationship at 14, which is so, I didn't know anything. There was no, I had no sense of self. You know, I was was growing up. It was terrible. No experience. Well, I'm not going to at 14. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So from 14 until 16, the maturity gap in, in that period of time is insane but yeah. obviously because because I was with him for so long mm. I wasn't growing by myself I yeah. was growing with him yeah, that's so true. as I'm you know making this transition from a child into an adolescent mm. those two years I grew with him like yeah. all our you know think of it like a tree all our roots were intertwined yeah so when that breakup eventually happened mm. I felt literally like I was being uprooted from something else because I'd gone from being a child to growing up with this person mm. yeah and yeah. you go through all your first... All your them. first, everything. The maturity gap is insane. And it is too young. It is, it is. But there was just such a pressure and such... It's so romanticised. Yeah. 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 So romanticised. Yeah. Like, when you're 14, blah, blah, blah. But then, you know, it carries on and on and on. And we get older and older and older. And cracks start to show. And then, obviously, eventually it ends, like all first yeah. loves do. But, yeah, that and was you insane. you start to see... I think, obviously, like you said, Barbara, when you're in a relationship, you don't see all these things like you don't see the red flags at the time because you're so you're so in love you're so and so young yeah exactly and then you suddenly get out of it and you're like oh I got treated like shit that whole time yes yeah Yeah, it is and and then I think you see again something that I would really wish people wouldn't do but it's natural Mm. you realize that you were treated like shit and then you think why didn't I do something about it? Yeah. Why did I stay in that relationship so long? So then self-blame comes in. Mm. And then when the self-blame comes in, again, that eats at your self-esteem. Yeah. You know, I should have this, I should have that. Why did I put up with this and that? And it's because you're out of the situation. Mm. So you're seeing more clearly mm. and you're judging yourself from the clarity that you didn't have mm. when you were in the relationship. Definitely. So, um, and, and I, I so agree with this. You see, for you, we could kind of think that's like um, a missing two years for you. Yes. Oh my gosh. I cannot, yeah. like the imposter syndrome I had yeah. coming out of that relationship <laughs> was insane. I did imagine. not know what to do do with myself I was so like it's literally been you know coming out the back end of it now but literally been 
the worst couple yeah. of months of my life just because my whole world revolved around this person of course it did everything yeah. i did yeah every decision i made yeah it was well what's he gonna think about it everywhere i went it was a message to him this is where i'm going everywhere he went thinking over it blah mm. blah, blah, blah blah every single thing that i yeah. did i thought about how it could affect my relationship exactly i was you know even a big one was having to be at home all the time because i spent so much time in a different house i felt like i'd just been like completely uprooted for my family yeah because yeah, you know yeah. it's their family becomes yours i was so young and so silly naive and like, naive you don't know and i just i didn't know anything i want to speak about what you said about friends as well like i have a couple of friends now who are going into first relationships and it's creating a lot of tension yeah. in the group yeah yeah, yeah, a lot of tension in the yeah. group because, you know, a lot of these girls view it in the way that why is it all about him? Why is it all about him? And I think when we see our friends in this relationship and we so desperately want to help because we can obviously see they're not yeah. being treated right. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. can see something's mm. up, but when they mm. cannot see that... They're blinded. It's, it's blinded. Yeah. It's frustrating. Yeah. And that causes tension in the group because, you know, you were my best, you were my best friend first. Yeah. Air quotations with my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. So why is it now that he is becoming this revolving thing? You've changed as a person, blah 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 mm. blah blah. And I want to know. I, I'm not saying I want to know how we can get through to our friends because I don't think there is. I think when that person wants to see, they Just will gotta be there. That's true. Be there. Yeah. And that's all you can say to them. You know, I, I know that you're going through this this period of time when you're so caught up with, but just to say, you know, I'm here and I, st- I care about you mm-hmm. and I miss you. you know, it would, <laughs> I miss it would, you. I think that's yeah. a big one. Yeah, yeah because Definitely. you do. You miss your friends because yeah. that. And, and I think one of the, the hardest things is when you see them, like you've just touched on, becoming someone you don't recognise. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And there's nothing you can do about it. Um, only just to say, you know, if you want to talk, I'm here. I've, you know, I'm yeah. a good listener. Yeah. I, I can because that I think if they know that you're not going to judge them mm-hmm. and that you can just listen to them without giving too much advice, because people don't want that. No, people think they do, but if you give them advice, they hate <laughs> it, and then they stop talking to you. So. It's such a, it's so, so difficult. And I think that, you know, for boys too, um, I think probably things have changed since my generation uh, because back then men definitely didn't talk about emotions. Mm -hmm. They had to have this bravado, you know, machismo. Although I think that's still around, you see. And I think I was saying to you the other day, it isn't that boys don't feel these things. They do, but they they don't always acknowledge them because they feel stupid or, you know. Um, so I think, you know, it's important, any boys out there listening, we do acknowledge that you too yeah. have your feelings and fears around yeah. relationships yeah. and trying to get it right. Get it right. Um, it's fascinating, this whole area about romanticism as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, again, if you're, you know, looking... I know in the early days of my marriage, and I was still sort of, even though I was married, still looking for, you know, pointers that I was so loved and really needed. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I would... would, This is a terrible thing to admit. (laughs) But, you know, like Valentine's Day, 
got to be a certain thing, and you know, because Valentine's Day, if if I really matter to you, then you'd be doing this, that, and the other on Valentine's yeah. Day. Yeah. As as time goes by, as an old married person, you start to think, oh, actually, it's one day, and actually, it matters more how they treat me the rest of the year yeah. rather than on. Because you can be with a terrible person, yeah. but and he buys you, takes you for a meal, and buys you roses and Lord knows what else on Valentine's Day. He well, thinks he's made it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What does it actually mean? Because then the next day they go back to being, you know. <laughs> that's crazy though because in our generation I, when you said that the first thing that popped up into my head was a lot I wouldn't say this would be mine or yours Bonnie but a lot of people's first reaction to that is they could be in the worst relationship in the world and Valentine's Day rolls around and they get taken out food a hotel Ooh, yeah. room decorated people's first instinct is to pick up their phone take a picture of that yes. and post it onto social yeah, media yeah. and it, it creates this facade of things that aren't real it's this yeah. disillusion that we don't know yeah. it is about. Yeah. it is yeah yeah and if and if you feel you don't or your person that you're seeing doesn't fit into that fantasy mm. then you start to question it and actually you might be with the nicest person that's ever been invented <laughs> but they just didn't get it right on valentine's day or whatever yeah. and you so you have got nothing to post on facebook or whatever um yeah, you are do, you are living through a really, really, really difficult age, and you know I'm, I'm I I do um, yeah I acknowledge how difficult it must be because yeah. everything gets judged by certain things. Yeah, yeah. And you look on you look on Facebook or other social media sites, and you see what you what the lives you think other people are having. Yeah. You see what they put out, yeah. not what it actually is. Exactly, like. and then you judge your own life, and you start to think what's missing. Yeah, yeah. I think that it's very very rare that we actually do see what is going on. No, yeah. How often yeah, yeah, yeah. is it for the people that are close to us? And I think you would have to be very very close to truly see the behind of it like you can have friends but realistically you don't know what's going on in their relationship you only yeah. see what they choose and mm. they only tell you what mm. they want you to yeah. hear yeah, yeah because it's it's a, yeah. it's a it's a competition isn't it you know it's a whole you know this is going good for me this is going good for me or if my when when my relationship failed yeah. i took that as a personal failure yeah, yeah. of course yeah. You it did. was a personal failure for Attack me. it wasn't so much of a oh it is what it is mm. I thought to myself, I've put so long into this, this is a personal failure. Yeah. That was difficult. Yeah. And even thinking whatever, because I was in school at the time, obviously, been with this person for however long, what's everybody else thinking? Yes, yeah. And that shouldn't yeah. really be my mindset, no. but it was. Mm. Yeah, it's judgment, judgment it from is. other people. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it is. And, it, and then, you know, and, and I think, I would imagine it's very, very similar for most people. I yeah. can't say all because, you know... But for most people, if you get dumped mm -hmm. or if a relationship ends, then I think that most of us would start to think, what was wrong with me? Yeah. Why have I lost this person? What did I do wrong? What? Yeah. Rather than thinking, actually, what was wrong in the relationship? Yeah. What things did I actually not like? Yeah, exactly. And, and actually, I, I'm I kind of relieved it's over, but it just hurts because I wasn't the one who made yeah. the decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you it's know? an ego um, thing. It's pride. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. It's back to self-worth, isn't it? Yeah. Circling back to what you said about um, the social media thing as well, I think um, I'll like see people's relationships online mm -hmm. and then there'll be a, a couple that you say, I go to our college, go to our school, mm -hmm. will be like, oh, 
do they not post each other enough because one of them is unloyal? You kind of question their relationship, even though it's not yeah, your business. Not business. Yes. Yes. And I think yeah. it's so, people are almost so nosy nowadays. Yes. They can't stick to their own business. I think that's what puts a lot of pressure on it as well because you've got, when I've been in relationships, people have messaged me going, oh, how so-and-so? And you kind of have, um, yeah. you feel an expectation to kind of tell them, oh, it's going really good, but you don't want to tell too much mm-hmm. and you don't want to give too yeah. much away that it's not even your relationship anymore. Yeah. I yeah. think that's what I find really difficult with dating in 2022 yeah yeah that that makes absolute sense because everything is on social media back to that again so obviously you're going to look at stuff people ask questions but it's fascinating listening to you both because it feels like it's all kind of part of this fantasy yeah that gets reinforced every time you look at social media and every time everybody else looks and they see about you know this it's like you just said bonnie um this couple don't seem to message each other very often so but what's the benchmark who set that benchmark yeah Yeah. nobody knows Exactly. It's just, it must have started somewhere, yeah. but it's all about unrealistic expectations yeah. back to communication that we don't talk about because it's perhaps, I don't know if it's not cool when you're seeing someone to ask, what do you think about this, you know, do I do you like texting? Do I text you too much or, yeah. you know, because... We, there are all sorts of conversations that we don't have and so we f- we fall into bear traps going going back to communication i think this is a, probably a personal thing for me but i have, i'm a very very verbal person you know if there's ever an issue i like to talk yeah. about it yeah. and i will yes. talk until my face is blue trying to you know resolve yeah. the situation yeah. but i find with a lot of people that is not their way no exactly. not their way and Don't. obviously everybody has different ways of you know dealing with things and coping with things but there have been a couple of times where i have been sat blue in the face saying yeah. just talk to me just talk to me i can't understand and this mm. person sat in front of me going i don't know what to say yeah how do you not know what to say exactly and that's a genuine response because in that moment they don't know what to say you know what a thing I can remember from my early training um, I was working with a couple and I'm a very feeling person Mm -hmm. and and I could name if I'm going through 10 different emotions in a minute I could name every one to you and again assumptions so everybody can do that Mm -hmm. no they can't so I worked with a couple and I would often ask him, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about what she's just said? How do you? And, and he would look at me and I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, and, I, and I went to supervision and my supervisor said the most obvious thing that hadn't occurred to me. Have you tried asking him what he thinks about it? Oh, oh light bulb moment. No, <laughs> because pe- some people can think tell you what they're thinking but you ask them what they're feeling and it's like a, 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 they don't know yeah. and they're not hiding anything from no. you yeah. you know but I think if you don't realize that you get frustrated so you then start what asking more 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 but but you must know how do you feel I feel this so how do you feel yeah. no they don't know and every time you keep you know pecking at them they're shutting down yeah. more and more 
I think that intertwines a lot with what you said about men not feeling like they can talk Mm -hmm. because um, I saw this thing the other day and it was a thousand men did a survey. 40% of them had never told anyone how they actually felt. No. And I think Mm. that's what... It's very difficult because I feel like from a man's point of view, they're going to think, I don't know if I can talk to my girlfriend because if I open up, am I going to be... Are they not going to like me as much? Are they going to think I'm not as manly? Yeah. Which, for me, yeah. as a girl, I find it really admirable when a man opens up, when oh, they tell yes. you. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's so difficult nowadays with, you know, there's things online going, oh, don't tell your girlfriend this because she's going to think this, or don't tell your boyfriend this because he's going to think this. I think it's so difficult and there's almost too much out there yeah now yeah there is and rather than asking the person you know are you comfortable sharing your emotions because I can do it and actually I'd love to hear yours but it's fine if you don't want to but you're just saying actually it's it's okay and I won't think less of you Mm. you can see can't you just as we're talking that we can see more and more what a minefield it is for boys as well yeah um, so, you know, it's not just the girls out there listening who've, 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 who've got problems with, um, you know, dealing with relationships because they, they can be a minefield. Lack of, well, ultimately, this lack of communication that we are talking about now, and I'm going to seamlessly slide into the next topic, <laughs> um, is, you know, ultimately the end point of that is a breakup when you feel like you can't communicate with each yeah, other because yeah. if there's no communication... Yeah. There is nothing. Yeah. So, you know, when when breakups happen, and I'm going to quote, I think I'm quoting the script here, it says, when the heart breaks, it doesn't ne- very never breaks evenly. Yes. Mm. And quite often in a breakup, or at least this is what I've seen so far anyway, there's often, like, the chase and then a chaser. Obviously, mm. this person who's going off, living the best life, doing whatever, and then the person who's still sat at home being sad. Or maybe if it's really bad, you might both go your separate ways. But how do we deal with that? in your experience, you know, kind of this whole breakup and normalising our emotions during this. That's a fascinating phrase you've just used about normalising your emotions. Um, again, it's listening to your own emotions mm-hmm. and it's, it's saying to yourself, actually, everything I'm feeling is normal for me. That That's the secret because, again, you know, people deal with sadness in different ways Mm -hmm. so you might you know yourself with friends their way of dealing with the breakup will be to get straight back out there go out as much as possible party as much as possible the the main aim is meet somebody else as quickly as they can to validate them Mm -hmm. other people will actually want to sit at home and lick their wounds for a Mm -hmm. while and have a good cry and you know when I was young my way was I'm going to show my edge now talking about records was actually uh, putting the saddest records on I could think of and sobbing my eyes out. But that was all that was good for me. So again, we're all individuals, you're all individuals out there. And it's really doing what you need to do until you start to come through it because breakups are terribly painful. Awful. I think I, I struggle with this a lot. When, so obviously, you know, you take time at home to sit and lick your wounds and, you know, you'd be sad, you might get a little bit depressed, you Mm. know, Mm. horrible, awful feelings, whatever. But do you know when that goes on 
and on yes and yeah, on yeah when is the line where you go okay now this is becoming not normal and there's obviously some deeper issue here that i'm gonna have to go mm. and you know maybe even possibly seek some help for mm. because yeah. it has been that long and you are still so depressed and still so down mm. um i think that the signs for that if it's starting to tip into perhaps what you might be alluding to, which is more of a kind of a depression mm-hmm. about it all, yes. is that if you actually, if the greyness, if I can put it that way, yes. stays for month after month after month. Because mm-hmm. no, what, what often happens is even if we're coming through a breakup and we feel immensely sad, as a few weeks go by, there are little chinks and glimmers of light mm-hmm. and things that we remember that we enjoy. Mm-hmm. So if that's not happening mm-hmm. and you know that ty- a lot of time is going by and you're still not wanting to see friends, mm-hmm. you still might not be eating properly or you might be overeating as comfort eating, um, your usual interest in things is just not coming back then those are the kind of signs where you might think, actually, I perhaps need to see a counsellor and speak through all of this. Because I think talking to someone can often reassure you that actually you're not unusual. Yes. It, it might be that because you're not, it might be actually because you're trying to pretend to be okay. Because mm-hmm. if you're pretending to be okay, that, that can have a a negative effect on you you know if you have a good sob and admit actually I'm heartbroken Mm -hmm. and I really thought I'm going to be there with this person for a long time and he was my ever or she was my everything um but we're back to really uh, I can't stress this enough it's important to hang on to yourself when you're in a relationship mm-hmm. keep seeing your friends do the things that you like to do because you can lose yourself very easily so then you're not only dealing with the breakup and this person not being in your life anymore you're also dealing with your own kind of disintegration if we can put it <laughs> in such an extreme yeah. term but that's what it is because parts of you of you've lost sight of them because they were all, as you said, um, you know, they were all kind of intermingled with the, the other person's roots. And so, you know, disentangling them. But if you've actually still got your own strong roots in place because you've got your own interests, your own friends, still things that you like to do without the other person, then a breakup's still painful, but you're not having to start from scratch yeah. on every front. I think from personal experience, I think breakups, they're awful. They're awful. There's no Mm. other way about it. They're awful. Yeah, they are. They make you sad all the time. And you're constantly thinking, you'll go out and you'll be like, oh, I'll try and have a good time. I'll go out with my friends, try and distract myself. But I think there's a there's a brief period and it doesn't last forever like when everyone tells you when you first end with someone Mm. people go oh it won't last forever this Mm. feeling won't last forever Mm. and it's true it really is true because you can go out and you can just think i don't know how i'm ever gonna be able to not like speak to them have their attention know they're there 
Yeah. But it does get better. It honestly does. And it I'm does. I'm a firm believer yeah. on it. And, and I think that at, in that moment, you it doesn't feel like it will ever get yeah. better. Hopeless. And then, of course, there's the, there's the awful added thing, which we're back to the social media. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was young, if you ended a relationship with someone, you then didn't know what they were doing. Oh, mm. my God. Oh, you, gosh, might, yeah. you might be able to think, you know, you would think, oh, I wonder what he's doing or I wonder, you know, mm. if he's got somebody else. Or, yeah. But you wouldn't know. So those... Yeah. But now, you know. <laughs> uh, I think as well, um, like you say with social media, mm. we... On Snapchat, Instagram, yeah. people shout each other out, shout their accounts out right. on like their birthdays. Yeah. And I think for, say, you ended with someone, it causes a lot of worrying for mm. that person because they're like, oh, my friends are going to add him. Yeah, I know, girls are going to yeah. try. And I think that it, it's it's a thing with this generation. We're, Absolutely. in our actual system. Yeah. This yeah. anxiety is built into our system. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's so damaging and it yeah. can only get worse. This, yeah. this is so on point. Sorry, I was just on my phone. I was, okay. just bringing, I was just bringing up my blog because I recently wrote a blog about this and mm. it was a uh, no contact, crucial or crucifying. And I actually wrote a passage just about this, what we're talking about. Yeah. And it reads... Until I did it, I was in the process of doing it, talking about going no contact. The dreaded no user found plastered across all of my favourite accounts that I like to stalk. It's funny because we feel so connected to a person through the ability to check where they were last, pausing videos in order to zoom in on the smallest aspect and the finest detail, finding comfort Mm. or more often despair in our findings. So it does give us a comfort to be able to know where they are, but more often it does more harm than good. Oh gosh, it does. It's like, do you know, if you think about it because I'm very visual so I do think in visual terms if you think if you've got a wound mm-hmm. and it's starting to heal mm-hmm. and then uh, every now and again you pick at it mm-hmm. because actually it doesn't look too nice and so you pick at the wound and you open it again so then it takes another short period of time for that to heal mm-hmm. Um, and then you pick at it again. And every time you look on social media, you have a, a brief moment where you might feel a little bit of, I don't know, a very brief moment of feeling some relief because mm-hmm. you can see them again. But then, you know, it, the pain sets in because actually you don't really need to know or want to know what they're doing, especially if they've got somebody else. Oh and then, God. of course, you're looking at the photos of the somebody oh else and then and then you're comparing yourself. Oh, you know, yeah. she's so much prettier or yeah. he's more, more handsome or he yeah. can do this, she can do that. So I, I don't know whether it's even possible for you all, but really, please don't, you know, don't do it because you're actually, all you're doing is it, like self-harm. It yes, is. It, it is. genuinely is. I think it, it is a drug. Your, mm. your favourite person that you speak to is a drug. You get a good feeling out of yeah. speaking to that person. You do. And I think when you go no, no con- contact, it's so difficult because you're, mm-hmm. all of this is just ripped away from you. It's yeah. like, obviously, when it's not as like, bad as when you smoke, but it is an addiction. Yes, it you, is. You're yeah. having this every day. You're having a dose of this every day and suddenly you just get ripped of it. You go cold turkey. Yeah. It is so hard to suddenly realise what, like, what am I? Because you suddenly spend every day going, oh, yeah, I like this, but he also like this. And then you suddenly, 
it's almost like you're one person. Mm-hmm. Both it's your nice. personalities are the same people. And yeah. it's so difficult to suddenly just pull it apart. Mm-hmm. And you have to almost pull... I think you have to pull yourself apart to then be able to put yourself back together. And I think yeah. that's what you've clearly said. No, we talk about this all the time in college, yeah. don't we? Uh, yeah. Bonnie's a lot better at getting over things than I do. We have very different views and very different personalities mm. when it comes to men. Mm. I'm a lot more, you know, grounded. That, that, a bit that more could be a whole new podcast yes. because what we're talking about there is attachment. Yes. yes. And, 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 and if you look up attachment, if you Google it, anybody out there, we all have different kinds of attachments, attachment, um, I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but uh, dependent on, ha- on our upbringing, we will yeah. attach differently and yeah. detach differently. Yeah. So the way you detach from someone is completely um, caught up with how you, de- you attach in the first mm-hmm. place. So, you know, just quickly, there are three kinds of attachment. Mm. There's a secure attachment mm-hmm. uh, where you are secure in yourself and you don't need validation from the other person. There's um, anxious attachment, and an anxious attachment is often one where you're constantly looking, has he, has he or she texted me? Do they want to see me? Mm-hmm. So you're constantly looking for validation because if you don't hear from them or you're not seeing them, you get anxious. It's mm-hmm. the very... And then the, the other type of um, attachment is what we call avoidant. And that is actually, you know, sometimes you might actually have, I don't know if you've ever been out with someone where Mm. um, actually you think to yourself, well, I don't understand it because we were getting on so well and we felt so close and now suddenly they vanished. Well, that's an avoidant attacher because for avoidant attachers, being too close to someone feels really, really scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, as I say, that that's not for today, but mm-hmm. that that is why you're two different people. You have a different attachment styles, so you will be able to you will detach differently. Mm-hmm. I think that's really interesting. So have we got Have you got any final things you want to say? Any you know ending ending topics? Any advice for us, the younger generation and listeners? Yes, yeah. I think. Um, Advice, I think right up there would be please try and listen to your own feelings. Try and keep your friendships going, your interests going. Remember who you are as a person. Yeah. Don't give give yourself up just so that you can be in a relationship Definitely. with somebody. Also, please, please listen to any red flags that you that come yeah. up because they're not going to, they're, you know, they're not getting, they're not going to go away. If someone is a, is is trying to control you, you can never give them enough. You can never make them feel secure enough. Mm-hmm. And um, the problem with that is we can mix that up with feeling loved or they, they they only do this because they love us so much. No, control is not a good thing. No. So, but really, I, thank you so much for inviting thank us. Thank you really, for coming. Really, really enjoyed it. And please just, you know, look after yourselves out there and, and be your own best friend. Be your own best friend. That's it, really. Thank you, Barbara. Thank That's you so pleasure. much. <laughs> Some pearls of wisdom.